It's May 8th, 2023. This is Rook. Hi there. Welcome to episode 262 of Rook. I'm Gian Gomeshi. Hello to you from Canada. Salam Dustanazi. I hope you're doing well wherever you are tuning in from around the world. We are on our ongoing mission to build a new audiovisual encyclopedia of Iranian diaspora identity. Hello, Arai Roham. Savi Roham. Hello, sir. Um, you, uh, Pega, and, and Paris, everybody's keeping their distance. Anahita, they're all like far from this <laughs> studio because you're wearing a mask today because yes. you're sick. And I'm sure that the molecules. Uh, they always uh, find you. <laughs> they've, for some they've reason. Come, they're coming through the glass somehow. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm, my throat is getting scratchy. And um, nevertheless, it's a, it's a radiant, sunny day in Toronto. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, you know, I live in the downtown east area of the the six, as Toronto has come to be known. And uh, in the warmer months, there is nothing better than getting up early, as I did this weekend with a friend, and and going down to the the beach boardwalk, which mm-hmm. is near my house, and with my lovable French bulldog, our spiritual guide, Ugi. Yeah. So I take Ugi for a walk, um, and it really is just like wondrous and. A part of Toronto that I don't spend a lot of time promoting Toronto on this show. We've been doing this for over three years. I say, hey, greetings from Toronto. I don't talk right. about how great Toronto is. But but it really is a part of Toronto that many folks may not think of when they think of this city. This tranquil, beautiful, scenic, and lovely sandy beach on the lake. Um, and, of course, the other benefit of doing this morning walk that I do uh, being that like by 8 a.m. after a solid 90-minute walk, Oogie is exhausted for the day, you know, <laughs> spends the rest of the day snoring, you know, uh, that's all it takes. Any French, any French bulldog owner knows, uh, that you can, you know, an hour or two and they're done for the day. So anyway, nice to have summer on its way here in Toronto sure. today, a special guest joining us in just a moment in the Rook studio. She is a singer, a songwriter, a performer, a recording artist who has gained a massive global following for her catchy pop songs and her contributions to the soundtrack to the popular Shahzad TV series, but Satine also has quite a story of fighting the odds to be a female singer while she was inside Iran, staying true to her passions when everyone told her to give up. Uh, She left Iran about five years ago and has recently actually moved to Canada, and she is here for her first major interview in English. She's also got some shows coming up in Canada. This interview is uh, it's part of a new series on Mondays of programming that features one big interview. So on Thursdays, it's our regular show with a opening essay and Pega and others joining me for the roundup. Two or more interviewees. On this day, the focus is on one person in the Rook seat. And today, Satine will join me in just a moment. Speaking of the Rook roundup, we would be remiss to do anything associated with Iran on a day like today without mentioning more sad news at the hands of the regime and power there. Today we have, um, we just got this news over the last few hours of the execution of two more men this time for simply 
being seemingly simply being atheists and not subscribing to religion in Iran. Youssef Merdad, who was a father of three young children, and Sadrullah Fazeli Zareh, uh, who was a cabinet maker and was his mother's guardian who depended on him to survive. It's devastating news. They've both been executed. This is a totally, of course, familiar uh, pattern of how people have been suppressed, imprisoned, or killed in recent months for exercising the basic human rights of freedom of speech or opinion. We will talk about this and a lot more going on in Iran, in the Iranian diaspora, both negative and positive, on our Thursday program coming up. Uh, today, it's a feature interview. We're coming to you on rookmedia.com. It is there that you can link to all of our platforms. So that's our website that basically has everything, all of our information, all of our back episodes, our videos, etc. Rookmedia.com. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, CastBox. If you want to watch what you're hearing on Rook, if you want to watch the, the uh, interview that's coming up here with Satine, you can do so on YouTube. Again, at Rook Media, we'll also put up parts of the interview uh, video uh, style on Instagram. And if you like your Rook descriptions and bulletins in English and in Persian, check us out on Telegram. Uh, if you want to support what we're doing here at Rook, please do at our website, rookmedia.com. You just press the Support Us button and become a Rook member on Patreon. Maybe you've been thinking about it. Maybe you've been listening to our show regularly. Maybe today's the day. It's just a few bucks a month, and it really goes to support us. That's how we stay alive, crowdsourcing our Patreon page, uh, which is you can link to from rookmedia.com. All right. My future guest today coming into the Rook studio is an Iranian singer and songwriter who's become a big star of the Iranian pop scene, both inside and outside of the country. She has legions of fans and millions of views, and she's also now based in Canada, where she has moved recently. She's been lending her voice to the uprising for freedom in Iran. Take a listen to this. Little taste of the song Iran and Man, written and dedicated to the uprising for freedom in Iran in recent months. That song was released in late November, featuring the artist Tarone and my feature guest today in our studio, Satin. Farnaz Maleki, known as Satin, was born and raised in Tehran into an artistic family. She started her music career at the age of 19. She came to major recognition for her work as the vocalist on songs for the popular Iranian TV series Shahzad. That was in around 2018. Around that time, she left Iran to pursue her music career in freer environs and started working with Radio Javan. She first moved to Turkey for a few years, then recently to Canada. She has... Uh, since had a number of hits. Her latest single is called Bemuni Baham, and she's playing a number of concerts in Canada over the next month in Toronto, in Ottawa, and in Montreal. But first, right now, Satine joins me in the Rook studio. Hello. Hello. Hi. 
Hi, thanks for inviting me. What a pleasure it is to have you here. Thanks for doing this. Thank you so much. It you is a pleasure for me too. I, I couldn't find <clears throat> any interviews that you've done in English. Not Actually, any long form or big ones anyway. Have um, you? We had an attended um, like uh, English interview, but it never got released because of some technicalities that the studio had. I mean, I, to this day, I don't know what, <laughs> what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is quite an honor then. Oh, it's your first you. the honor uh, is mine. Thank you so um, much. First interview, long form interview in English, and, and um, which is also curious because normally when I say that, this is your, it's because the person doesn't speak English very well or oh, yeah. they've only ever spoken in Persian or something. In your case, not only do you speak English obviously very well, you were an English teacher. Yes? Yeah, I used to be an English teacher for nearly 10 years of my life. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and, and, did you speak this well when you were in Iran, or is this a new thing that you're... Uh, no, I always try to keep up with a good accent. I, I've always watched a lot of films and series. I'm like a movie freak, if you may say. Um, imitating the correct American accent mm -hmm. was my number one priority. And then... You uh, don't have the Persian, I am going to a studio. Never had, never had, no, no, <laughs> right, no. Right. Actually, um, you know, I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I absolutely have no idea because there are no classes that teach you the correct accent. I mean, we, we don't have that necessity right. when right. it comes to learning English. Yeah. But you, it sounds like you immersed yourself with a lot of Western. I know one of your heroes is Beyonce. Oh, yes. And that wouldn't just be <laughs> from when you've left Iran. That was when you were in Iran no, yeah, as well. Yeah, right? definitely. So you were watching American films or listening to American artists or whatever and yeah. kind of... Uh, figuring out how to speak living the dream I was always living the dream yeah and the dream was always to live in their lives experience what they were experiencing the heroes of my life I mean Beyonce is one of many many heroes mm. that I've always had yeah you, you you have not that long ago moved to Canada um, and speaking yeah. of living the dream, I mean, I don't know if uh, Richmond Hill is considered the dream. Not but really, not how, yet. <laughs> but not that we, I mean, we love Richmond Hill. There's a lot of people listening there. But yeah. but how, how are you liking life here? Is it is it a major adjustment for you from, uh -huh. I mean, Turkey's still in the Middle East, or yeah. sort of, you know? I mean, this is, now you're in North America. How has it been for you? It's been an awesome experience. I mean, like I've seen some of the locals, they're, truly the nicest people ever i mean i i couldn't believe how nice these people were i mean i i was like walking i'm i still am i mean i i don't get out of the house so much but when i do there doesn't a day doesn't go by that i don't get one compliment from a stranger on the street and who recognize you or no, no. Oh, absolutely they're just randomly compliments no, they're like local canadians what did like, they say Wow, I love your outfit. I love your hair. I love your pants. Wow. They, they're not even interested where I got it from. I mean, like, they're just complimenting me. <laughs> I was like, wow, these people are nice. Are, you, are they hitting on you? Is it no, like. No, girls. Uh, oh, really? Just pe random people say no, nice things uh, to you? Once, once I. Just Zendigi, Actually, <laughs> yeah, I was pretty shocked myself. Actually, uh, there was this. Uh, there were two girls passing me by. She just passed and said, nice outfit. I was mm. like, what, 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 what are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, they're that nice. I mean, they don't restrict themselves from being nice. Because right. I, I always say that, you know, kindness, uh, being nice, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't 
take much out of your life and energy. Well, you know, Canadians reputationally are can, are supposed to be nice. That is they what are. we're famous for. So you they would truly are. They hope truly that are. that's it. Although I, I was uh, telling you right before we went on, we started recording that you did move to the area of, you're in the greater Toronto area. Yeah. You went right to the Persian area. Yeah. I, I would have thought you would move somewhere <laughs> where, so you're probably, I mean, I don't know if you go to the, uh, local kababi or something but i would imagine you I get don't. recognized there a lot more than you would if you lived say in downtown toronto well i've been recognized many times <clears throat> mostly when i wasn't wearing any makeup i should say that yeah i was so embarrassed and they always wanted to take pictures with me and i say oh please god don't <laughs> yeah and ikea on the streets <laughs> on different places yeah people are so kind I, I guess you know iranians here are so you know much kinder than the ones that were living in Turkey as well. I'm, I'm not saying they were not mm -hmm. kind, but they didn't necessarily come forward and say, hey, hi, I, we recognize you, stuff like that. But you're gonna need to go to Ikea in full makeup from now on. I, I, I think I gotta go with like a mask or something because I'm so lazy with wearing makeup. I mean, that's You don't look like, I mean, right now, are, are you wearing a lot of makeup? I, I don't even. Well, I am, uh -huh. but thank you so much for not noticing. Okay. <laughs> But you seem like you're, I mean, you're young. You don't need, do you need a lot of makeup? I don't. I, that, that's what I'm saying. Huh. I'm like both lazy and like I don't feel the need most of the time. But, you know, when when your fans see you and they want to take pictures, I mean, that picture is going to talk. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. Look what's happened to her. Yeah, what, she whatever used to happened be so to, beautiful. She used yeah. to be a girl. Whatever happened? Why, <laughs> why is she now like a boy or something? <laughs> um, I, I'm going to get to social media and the way yeah, sure. uh, people... Please uh, don't. About you. <laughs> but but the, let me just stick with the Canada theme for a moment because you have some show, shows coming up in yeah. in Toronto, as I said, in Ottawa and Montreal. You you you're playing some shows in Canada. You just played Vancouver. Right. How was it? It was awesome. I I was not expecting this many crowd, and not even to see them singing all my songs on the top of their voice. I mean, the crowd was so wild and the. The salon, I mean, the venue was like exploding with the screams mm -hmm. and the uh, sound of uh, all my fans. I, I think there were like 90% all my fans, true fans, and I did not expect that from... What did you expect? I, I don't know. I didn't know that I had this many fans in like, you know, North America. I mean, that's pretty awesome, I guess. You know, I'm always curious when someone especially someone who's a public figure who's who's known you know uh so you know what it's kind of like to the reaction you might get amongst iranians in iran mm -hmm. who's come from iran not that long ago and yeah. it's been a few years now but it's still only five years since you you left iran yeah. uh, I'm, I'm always curious what it's like to perform for yes they're iranians but they're those who have been living outside of iran for years yeah. is that a different experience somehow Actually, I've had experience of performing in Iran, but back then I wasn't performing my own songs. Nobody knew me with the name of Satine. I was like uh, part of a female band. We were only performing for female. Sure. That's pretty, that might be pretty weird for your listeners, but yeah, that happens right. in our country. And um, I got, I mean, the crowd was going wild back there too, but I guess, I don't know, they didn't know me per se. Mm. Uh, they were like, you know, enjoying the moment, maybe the performance or whatever. But, um, you know, ever since I, I got on stage with my own name, with my own songs, it was unfortunately not in Iran. Mm. And uh, But 
<clears throat> the closest experience I got to um, like um, experiencing all Iranian fans who were coming from Iran mm-hmm. was in one of um, one of my performances in Van, Turkey, mm. which is like uh, pretty on the border of Iran. Uh, honestly, I didn't see any difference between the two. Between the that and, say, Vancouver. and the Vancouver. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing that I really love about Iranians. No matter where they go, they don't forget their ethnicity, their traditional behaviors, yeah. or you know. Yeah. Yeah. For better or for worse. I mean, you could say both. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree with you. It's true. It's yeah. actually one of the premises of this show, Satya, yeah. which is that. Um, you know, I had a hunch, we had a hunch when we started this, that Iranians living outside of Iran, around the world, yeah. would actually feel a connection, not yeah. just to Iran, but to each other. And it's it's so true. And we've seen it that, is. we've seen that with the uprising. We've seen that with the way the diaspora, whether it's a uh, 100,000 people in Berlin or here in Toronto or whatever, whether where people came together really feeling Iranian pride yeah. and that song that we just played off the top there Iran and Man it's such a powerful song and one of the one of a few that you've recorded in the last seven months or so along with the uprising in Iran another one would be a song called Zan Tell me about how the young women and men of Iran have inspired you um, during the uprising after the killing of Masa Amini? Well, um, they've inspired me pretty greatly. I mean, like, um, I, I tried not to create any song, uh, any songs in these days, those days, actually, if I want to refer to the correct time. But I like, you know, it was like anything I would have uh, made, it would have been pretty dark, pretty sad, because uh, the inspiration was all from, you know, the kids deaths dying. and yeah. kids dying, people dying. And um, I myself suffered a lot being a woman in Iran, uh, as I'm pretty sure that all of your listeners who are Iranian will agree me- with me that um, being a woman in Iran is has its own challenges. Mm let alone to uh, try to be like um, an artistic, not to mention a singer, which is forbidden in our country. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always had this uh, like, um, I don't know how to explain that. I've always had this um, silent scream in my head uh, when it came. I mean, like that's the whole story behind Zan I I, uh, I wrote it myself, and it was all personal experience. I mean, the first verse, actually, and the chorus is. Uh, so I always knew that, you know, someday this anger, because it's not just me who has this anger or this, like, silent mm-hmm. scream in mm-hmm. the head. I always knew that it would be, if someday it would burst out mm. from the people. And, uh, but cruelty the 
uh, killings and everything. It was like, I'm, I'm not gonna say it was inspiring. It was like shocking mostly for me. And I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't create any song that would go anywhere, you know? And the Zan well, song? I mean, the Zan and Hirana Zan and was from five years ago. Oh. Yeah, I actually, that was, I guess if I'm not mistaken, that was the last song I made before I left Iran. You could pretty much see how 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 sad I was back I, then. I want to get into. I'm obviously going to ask mm -hmm. you about your story in Iran, but bef you know, there, there's a kind of a mantra or, or something that a lot of people have said in the last few months. Mm. Um, a, a lot of people like me who have said, you know, these kids. When we're talking about a 19 year old girl in Tabriz or in Shiraz or a boy in in you know Tehran who's out there on the front lines, some of them who were killed, some of them who were jailed, some of them. There's been this kind of mantra of saying, you know, these people, these, this new generation are somehow braver than we ever were, you know, in the sense that they, they really, uh, they're approaching this with, I'm, I'm willing to give my life to for for the country you know they have for, nothing for, to lose they have nothing to lose yeah. you're now you're younger than me you have you're a little closer in age to them yeah do you still feel that way do you look at the young people of iran and go wow i as brave as i was being a singer in iran and all of that yeah. i wouldn't have done that this is pretty amazing stuff i mean i always tell my friends that thank god i wasn't in iran back then because if i was in iran i would have I mean, I definitely would have been between those people, either being killed or <laughs> like being imprisoned or whatever. Or if I was lucky, I would have always been on the street yelling at the top of my head, uh, protesting the cruelty that has been going on in our country for many, many years. And did you feel, some folks have talked about, um, um, I mean, it's the, the term gets used for a number of uh, reasons, but survivor's guilt. I mean, that, that do, did you feel any guilt in the I last did. few months that you're here and- Every day of my life for five years, every day. I feel guilty uh, for the fact that I was lucky enough to pursue my dreams. I was lucky enough to uh, not be in, in the sad and cruel environment that all of my my people are. I don't know why, uh, but uh, I don't know why, why, why some people don't get the chance that they have to. I mean, I'm like, I don't know what the story of their life is gonna be, but I do feel guilty. But you understand at the same time that you can be a lot more effective in being a voice That's all outside I've been of trying Iran, to right? do. That's all I've been trying to do. I mean, um, before a time that I was like fully recognized by people, all my songs were sad. I mean, like uh, love songs that were like the content of them were pretty sad. That's who I am. I mean, like if I'm to create a song, I I'm not saying that I'm a sad person, mm -hmm. but I'm saying that deep down in my heart, I've um, I've been through a lot that has caused my spirit, my soul to like, I cannot create a happy song. Not at all, it will be nonsense. Well, I mean like definitely nonsense. I mean, I've created a couple of them, but um, the area that I'm mostly uh, um, active or let's say uh, I have a lot of strength in it are like sad songs. 
But um, yeah, so my my manager and all the people that uh, were I was influenced by them, they said that you know Iranian people have already you know uh, enough on their plate. Quite they a are, catalog of sad yeah, songs. Yeah, they are yeah. already as sad as it is. So you have to be like a role model for them. You have to be their you know the other part that they go to uh, when they want to s- escape the sadness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, some years ago, if you told me that she's think you'd have to like sing Shishaish uh, song as well, we call it. Well, your new song Bemuni Baham that doesn't sound like a sad song to me. Uh, it, no, it isn't. So, um, is, do you feel mm-hmm. somehow inauthentic when you're doing that? Is, is, does it feel like it's not real somehow? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm, I mean. Sometimes maybe I feel like I'm like a like a sellout or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's just me having problems in my, inside my head. But what I'm trying to tell you is that that's if, a legitimate feeling. Yeah. A lot of artists. I mean, that's something. First of all, you're not just a mm. a pop singer who's given things to do and you know um, yeah. and, and where. I mean, you write you write music. You're a musician. I mean, yeah. it's it it wouldn't be a surprise if you're always wondering where the line is between exactly. uh, especially if you're going to go into pop music between being as authentic as you can be and doing the kind of music you need to do to have hit songs right i haven't been doing what i i, I love to do for so long i mean uh, all of my songs i'm not saying i don't love them but uh, they've been for my people because they expect me to release happy songs songs that they can dance to um, and so yeah if if I want to be a popular singer I have to listen to my audience right is it, is it really true though I mean if you I'm just thinking of I don't know who are the big I mean Adele yeah her songs are not all happy well um, I mean she was one of the lucky ones I guess mm. that they um, listened to her accepted her for whatever the style and um, you know, music style that she has. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is also. I I think that's a privilege. That's that's a singer being lucky. I get what you mean. I mean, even yeah. with this show, we get constantly people writing it or posting and saying, you know, enough with the game You know, the, yeah. just give us something to. We got we have, we've had enough of that. Yeah. Which. <laughs> on the one hand, I understand. On the other hand, I think well, you can't put we can't bury our head in the sand. You know, I mean, there's no way to be happy about little Keon being killed or so, or whatever it is, oh, you know, sure, and, yeah. and the reality. Um, d- let me ask you about it. Take me back to your own experience in Iran. So you were born and raised in Tehran. The story goes that you're you're growing up in this artistic family. Both mm-hmm. of your parents are very creative. Yeah. Was it always obvious that you were going to be a performer? Actually. That was not my intention, or or for sure I can assure you that was not my mom's attention. She never wanted me to. Uh, she, she didn't wish for me to go into the show business and you know singing and music, um, like because 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 she actually had a lot of uh, offers herself, but rejected them all. Because she's uh, a singer. She has a beautiful voice. Yeah, she's she's actually more of a singer than I could ever be. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And true. so she, and yet she was not enthusiastic. Never interested in her life. She just sang for herself. She still does when she's alone, like you know, 
to herself. She has a beautiful voice, yeah. So she was, was she discouraging? Would she go so far as to say, Actually, she wasn't as is, um, pick something else? Yeah, or? she said, I, I remember the first sign I showed uh, into like liking music uh, was that, my, this might surprise you, I, I, was, I was in love with playing violin. I really wanted to be a violinist when I was like 11 years old. I can remember for sure. Uh, so I told my parents that I love to go to violin. I, I, I want to go to music school. Uh-huh. And it was the right time, believe me. <laughs> it was the perfect time. Uh, but my mom insisted that I um, continue my education in like engineering or like science and stuff and do music on the side. Right. I always believe that that never works. I mean, if you want to pursue a dream, you have to put your 100%. Sometimes it works, but it leads to a, a closeted unhappy life because as an engineer or whatever. I mean, yeah, maybe for some. Yeah, yeah. 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 So so what was the turning point? First of all, I mean, why didn't, why were you confident you could do this in the sense that you're, you know, you're living in a country where there's a ban on women women singing to mixed crowds, not being able to record. Uh, how is it that you believed you could have a career in music? Well, I'm an, I'm a Pisces. That means Esvandi. And if you know Pisces people... I don't. Tell me what that means. You're a they, Pisces. Their I mean, I know is, it's a fish or something. Yeah. Their head is always in the cloud. They're always dreaming. They're always in, in the verge of like, you know, it's pretty dangerous as well. Because, like, you know, there comes a time that you don't know whether you're in the reality or the dream. Mm. They live with their dreams. So I always had big dreams for myself. I always pictured myself in the middle of the action. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, I think I was, like, I I really wanted to become an actress. Mm. I mean, like, you know, goofing around. I mean, A violin-playing actress. That was actually before the violin, I guess. <laughs> that was actually before You're really the violin. a Pisces. You had all kinds of heads in the clouds. Yeah, I, yeah. Am, I am, I am, I am. <laughs> and so um, you asked what whatever happened that I, you know, the music. Uh, what, what, what would have been the turning point where you, I mean, I know you were in, I think you were, you were in university by the time you yeah. released your first recording, well, right? Well, there were a couple of my uh, classmates, not classmates, like university mates that, uh, that back then they were like rappers. You know a couple of them uh and uh so yeah we were like hanging out being friends and saucy is such. one of them right yes, was that what you, you were doing the underground music with them yeah or? alish mas ali Pish does they were like we were all a gang i always kept on saying that i have a good voice my mom says so my father says so and they never believed me until the time that i sang for them and wait a minute they, you you happen to be hanging out with Saucy Van Khan, like you, you guys were. We just were like, all like university mates, wow. not just us. I mean, like we were a big group, always like hanging out. Yeah. That seems so random to me that you you, yeah, you happen is. to be <laughs> friends with the other guys who became very famous. I mean, uh, oh, well, back then none of us were. I mean, like we were just kids. So that was sort of an. Un- I've actually heard a recording that you're on with with those guys, and yeah. and it's. That's that's super underground, right? I mean, that, it is. It is. That's super unprofessional. <laughs> well, uh, no, it sounds, sounds good, but I mean, you mm. that wasn't like you could do that publicly anywhere. That's actually why I chose the name Satin, you know, <sighs> to, and I like to um, cover for the fact that I was Farnaz Maliki, and uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really think that my parents even knew for some time. Yeah. <laughs> Satin. Man, I'm losing your other home. I'm
truth going out today. Good, good. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't mean, think I've ever told anybody that he's, yeah. The, well, you're a Pisces, so, you know, uh, yeah. it explains everything for some reason <laughs> without yeah. wearing makeup. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, um, this thing with your name, and forgive me because I know this is something that your fans will know the story, yeah. of, but, but just for the people who are being introduced to you, mm-hmm. your name is Farnoz Maliki. Yeah. But you have two names because you also have Satine. Yes. So when was the moment that you started to become Satine? Actually, from the from the first moment, I was Satine. Uh, the fact that uh, I used my own name, my Farnos Maliki name, uh, was not my choice. It was because uh, of the project of um, Shahrzad. And of course, we could not use the name Satine because it was like illegal, underground, and they would like... I the mean, name was under, uh, illegal? Actually, you know, in Iran, um, having an artistic name is not acceptable. Really? Like this is a new level of suppression things. I'd never heard of. You can't... We don't have a share. We don't have a Madonna. Madonna. We don't have a Satine. No. Because why? Because of Islam, I guess. I don't I, know. <laughs> she, what in Islam says you can't I be Satine? I absolutely have no idea. Right. You should ask the bigger guys. I guess I don't know I mean uh, I guess it's just like two European culture that they always try to like you know Jesus. punch down and yeah, stuff yeah. I I suggest not to get into those stuff because there are many things that I could tell you that will yeah like you know Why? no I'm happy to make get into you that. I mean, so I want, surprised I want to know I mean no, I think I'm it's just impo- I'm just saying I mean like there are many many sad stories about like you know there are like so forgive me for saying this word so stupid that mm-hmm. you just cannot find any logical reason mm-hmm. behind them so when you start recording and performing i mean or you know playing with your your university mates and uh, your gang you know <laughs> that you start calling yourself sateen yeah and your parents still know you as farinaz yeah <laughs> and they don't know sateen is you no, it wasn't like that. It was just like, you know, I avoided telling them. <laughs> but it was just They don't for, even know there's a satire. I mean, uh, I think that was going on for a, for a very short time. I mean, uh-huh. eventually I told them. And uh, yeah, I wish I hadn't. Why but is that? Because, because I was a kid back then and my mom was so overprotective of me. Of me, yeah. And um, so... Uh, I, I actually I um, I kind of understand her now that I'm like you know older. She was trying to protect me, you know. She, she was trying to protect me from like getting harmed. I mean, I was very lucky that was I was never arrested for like being a singer. How is that possible? I was thinking about you. And I thinking- was pretty careful, really careful. I mean, the fact that I never revealed my face, no picture was uh, published from me anywhere uh, was pretty... By the way, you, you end up uh, for a, a number of years uh-huh. legally... Yeah. Perform, recording some music, performing some music. Not recording. But, well, you, um, did you record as a backup singer or no? Not just even. a backup okay, singer. Okay, just a backup yeah, singer. Yeah. So you, you, on the one hand, so you're really walking the line where you were, and that was Farinaz, right? I was exactly on the edge of the ice. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. How is it that none of these, I don't even know who the committee yeah. is or whatever, that none of them figured this out? That they it, did figure out by, by the time of Shahrzad. And because <laughs> the funny thing is that uh, I stopped being setting for nearly eight years and uh, kept on working as an English teacher just moved on with my life I, I just you know I gave it up like millions of times but that time was the mo- most serious time that it was just like I was getting nowhere and I didn't have what I wanted and also on the side um, things were a little bit dangerous like um, it was very unsecure for me to uh, continue pursuing my dreams so I had to put a stop to it. Meaning you you literally started to say, you know what? That's it. The, I'm this never is gonna... not for me because yes. I live in this place and I can't do this. Right? I, I couldn't until I was living. I mean, as long as I was living in yeah. Iran, I couldn't. I yeah. fucking hate that so much. <laughs> no, I really yeah. hate it. I yeah. really hate that people, talented people. I mean, think about you're you're not wrong that you're an exception. Yeah. You were able to come out and you were able I to was. pursue things. I and mean, Think about the thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands yeah. who, who have had to give up. And think about all the talent we have never heard. Yeah. It just, I just hate it so much. Yeah, it's pretty it so sad. Much. I mean, I hope someday that changes. And I hope I'll be there to witness it. No matter when, no matter how old I get. But I hope someday I see more of my people more of the young generations that you know could like you know pursue their dreams i mean no 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 human being should be living like this no 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 person should live like this i mean let, let me come back to change awful. in iran but when you say for a few years you gave it up mm. so then Shahrazad comes around. first of all how did Shahrazad happen i mean this song check you know, such um, um Everything was offered. I mean, from day one, I didn't, I didn't fight. I'm not saying I'm not fight for it. I didn't fight for it. I mean, like I didn't, I didn't insist, insist on, on being a singer. I didn't insist on, on being like Shahzad singer or whatever. Uh, opportunities somehow represent themselves. Uh, I was very lucky, very, very lucky. I mean each time that I think about every big happenings in my life they were just like a lucky break mm. for me and so yeah I mean somebody called you and said they hey. were looking for female voice female vocalist to for for the teaser for the yeah the trailer or teaser mm. of uh, the third season of Shahrzad uh, that was in the song of uh, Jom E uh, with the lead singer Mohsen Chavoshi. Mm-hmm. They wanted a back vocal singer or somebody, a vocalist. So they were searching and somebody, I mean, a lot of people knew me. A lot of people knew me because I was pretty, um, as we say it in Farsi, <laughs> you know, I was pretty recognized like by the time that even I, I though wasn't you had stopped even, doing a lot. Even though I wasn't working, wow. a lot of people knew me. They remembered me. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, one person introduced to another to another until they called me and said that, uh, yeah, there's this project for uh, Sharsa. And 
the funny thing is that but that time I hadn't watched Shahzad <laughs> not one episode but after that I, I got interested and watched it so yeah <laughs> Shahzad was huge. It was. Not just in Iran, but I mean, uh, my mother was obsessed with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I end up watching it. We've had a couple of people associated with it on the show. Mm -hmm. um, so how much did that change your life, being the the recognized singer from these songs associated with Shahzad? It changed a lot of stuff, actually. That was the turning point, the real turning point of my career. Because, um, uh, you know, there came a time that I had to choose. I had two choices, to stay and, st to stay and work in the in the environment that they always want to shut me up mm -hmm. and stop me from mm -hmm. you know ever going further or to leave all behind my family my friends my country everything i mean the place that i practically grew up in for pursuing my dreams and like being the person that i actually want to be and deserve to be i owe that to myself you know what I, was the I've moment where you so knew much. that you were going to do that that led to the move to Turkey? A week before I, I moved. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was thinking about it for my whole life, but the moment that I took the leap was exactly a week before I moved. I, I specifically remember I was in my bedroom, so I, I got my ticket online, came out of the room and said, Mom, Dad, I'm leaving next week. And they were like, what? I said, I mean, we've been talking about it before, but, you know, suddenly it got too serious. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a, a plan? Did you have you We do, we did. I mean, like some some basic plans. Did you have a place that, I mean, you knew where you were going to stay and everything? Yeah, okay. I knew where I was going. I didn't know what was coming upon my life. Wow. I mean, like... I even thought that, okay, yeah, for a couple of months at start, I'm gonna go and come, mom, don't don't worry, don't miss me, I'll be back. But I never, Yeah. I never returned. Because, you know, one thing Had you thing ever happened, left Iran before? To go on holiday or something, or? Sure, yeah, okay. to countries and, and, you know, around Iran. But you, I mean. Uh, for living, no. For living, no. No. And what, and, how was the first, I don't know, the first year for you outside of Pretty Europe? confusing because I didn't speak the language of uh, like Turkish. Turkish language. I didn't know anything, but it was the best experience I ever had. I mean, that time needed to happen in my life to, you know, make me the person that I am today. I mean, I, I, I had never lived alone 
Mm. I had that experience. I had never lived in another country that I didn't know their language, and I had that experience as well. And all of them uh, made me much stronger for you know the bigger things that were that were waiting for me. Because you know now now I'm I'm facing a lot of bigger challenges in my career. There's a there's a big concert you end up doing in Istanbul. It's yeah. you can watch it on YouTube. It's got a gazillion views. Uh, when I watch that, I think about you, and I think there's almost a bit of a sense of catharsis. Like it's it's a it's a great concert. You're 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 obviously in your element, and the crowd's going crazy. And but I almost feel like it's like a it's like the end of a movie where you know she's she's free and she's she's being the person she always wanted to be up there on stage. Was there an element of that in you when you did that show in Istanbul? Uh, which show are you talking oh, about? Oh, I guess the one that is to... on YouTube. That, uh, I Both thought that was the big epic. Okay. <laughs> what was I wearing? <laughs> uh, you're wearing a white outfit? <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot you're a guy. Like, yeah. I forgot you're a guy. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about You have about the dancers. You have the four dancers on your side. I mean, side. you're telling me the things that were going on in all of my okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, performances but I'm gonna share you uh, how I felt about the first um, sure the first show that I had which was in Istanbul um, what were you wearing first of all oh I was wearing three <laughs> outfits actually right yeah that's the, the other thing was... you change but you change yeah. throughout the show how am I supposed to all right go ahead <laughs> all right so um but that one was the big show as well right, right. I, I assume that you're talking about that one um Finally, I was going on stage. Finally, I was like free to put all of my dreams and thoughts into action. Mm. I planned about it a lot. I, you know, I, I did a lot of stuff. So I, I have sort of a, like an interview about it as well. I explained a lot about it. And so how I felt was free, as you said. How I felt was, well, like mostly overwhelmed but greatly like free and happy and like excited that I'm finally gonna show my 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 true quality I'm finally gonna show people what I'm capable of and so did I answer your question yeah I mean I that's that's the feeling I had that yes I'm watching someone perform a show but I'm also watching someone who is soaring you know, like a, yeah. I don't know what, the but butterfly. But a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that I wanted to happen that unfortunately we couldn't make, make, make them happen. I mean, like we had some shortage of time mostly and, mm, you know, support that we had to have. Uh, I mean, I'm still waiting for the great show. I mean, what does that mean? I've still hadn't had the the great show that is in my head, uh-huh. and someday I'm gonna do it. Well, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's it, that's actually keeps you hungry. Yeah. You're looking for the great show. What does the great show look and sound like? Well, I guess we have to. We wait have to find out. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the way things sound, you know, if somebody hears one song of yours mm-hmm. or knows only one song of yours, okay. I fear that they don't get everything that you're all about because, for example, the the the, the Ardi from uh, mm. from the Shahzad series, you know, the vocals you're doing there are 
are completely I mean are, are not necessarily what we would think of as the the upbeat pop vocalists you know yeah. which is different from you you have a lot of different sounds and faces to what you do um is that is that hard for you to kind of um navigate the fact that people will undoubtedly try and pigeonhole you yeah. as one thing and yet you seem to have i mean even if your voice isn't as good as your mom's it's good enough to do a number <laughs> of different styles yeah actually uh that's that's been uh, one of the things that i've been struggling with because i want to do something but i'm doing another hmm. you know i'm still not doing what i want to do because um I, I still hadn't had the opportunity. I still hadn't had the the lucky break that I'm still waiting for. But uh, to answer your question, I do have a lot of abilities. Some of them I still haven't shown. Uh, but whether or not I'm good at this or that, that that I think that that is my audience judgment. I can't really. Mm. I can't really forcibly say that I'm good at this or that. I try my best. I try to do. I always challenge myself. Mm. I guess that's one of the reasons that I can do more than like one or two things. Because I, I hear a song, for example, from Beyonce or like Christina Aguilera or uh, all the great singers. And I feel like I have to. I have to be able to like imitate that i have to be able to do that technique mm -hmm. and so you know it goes on, on my nerves i mean like i i practice and practice and practice i think about it i dream about mm -hmm. it i do it when i'm eating i'm do it when i'm sleeping you you have no idea how many times i've practiced while i was sleeping <laughs> believe me subconsciously i was so like, somebody's working. near you and says by the way you were singing while you were asleep or actually i mean no i didn't have that i'm i'm pretty um I'm pretty aware uh -huh. of my dreams. I mean, like most of the time. <laughs> wow. So yeah, no, that's that's. Personal. But why do you have to sound like Beyonce or Christina? I mean, why do you not sound like them uh -huh. to do the technique that I, uh -huh. they're doing? I mean, like do all the harmonies right. or the um, I don't know the vibrations, the trills, or, the Mariah, all of that. Yeah. But uh, let me just try this out on you. I mean, if. It, I, I don't want to suggest that you're putting yourself in a cage even though there's no cage mm -hmm. anymore but I mean because you're here in Canada now I mean yeah when you say I I just wanted I wish I could do what I really want to do yeah why don't you just do what you want to do well I'm still waiting for the opportunity because you know doing what you want to do requires um, I mean you can do it forever just doing it and getting nowhere but well, why do you think what you want to do, whether it's the sad songs or whatever, is not gonna is gonna get you nowhere? I mean, your I people I love you. They, they, you got a, you got a fan base. You've got the, you've got you're talented. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Um, I am doing what I'm best at. I am doing what I want to do. But there is a thing called you know a door of opportunities mm -hmm. and until the time that that door opens i mean i'm still struggling like many others in my country or other countries of other generations and other um you know nationalities mm -hmm. not necessarily speaking about iranians i'm still struggling in order to you know get to the place that i wanted and you know y y you get a little bit up there are ups and downs mm -hmm. 
your spirit gets ups and downs. I got you. Yeah, it's, like, I, I get it for sure. Let me ask you yeah. about a particular song. I mean, you had this massive hit with the song Aziz June. Yeah. And, and that's an interesting one because it's a traditional folk song that you turned into this yeah. pop hit with over 21 million views on YouTube alone. Um, tell me about choosing to do that piece. Huh. That's actually the song that I grew up with. I told you my mom has a beautiful voice. Yes. That was one of the songs that she always used to sing in our you know, family gatherings. And... It always lightened the mood of everybody whenever she started singing it. And uh, so, yeah, I, I practically grew up with it. So one day, you know, my head is like a recording device, hmm. especially for melodies. I mean, I don't necessarily remember the words, maybe one or two, uh, but uh, like the, me the melody, I never forget you that. Retain. Wow. Yeah. So. I was just like telling my manager uh, that, yeah, there's a song that I grew up with. My mom used to sing it. It's like that. It's like this. It's Mahali. It's like Khorasani, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he said, wow. Okay, so sing it. And let me tell you, I should mention that by that time, I hadn't sing song any any happy like shishahash music. <laughs> it was kind of an insult to me if you were to say that. So anywho, um, like I started like singing it on the phone. I said, "Wow, there, there is a, there is a smell of hit in it. Yeah, like let's produce it, let's do it." I said, "I don't know. I'm not sure if this song belongs to anybody. I have to do uh, a little bit of, you know, research to see if it, it doesn't, doesn't belong. Right? It's a traditional. It doesn't. It's a folk song. Yeah, it's a folk song. Yeah. That's the beauty Public of the domain, folk song. Say, yeah, yeah, it is." I mean, the, the lyric itself is c the combination of many, many different lyrics. Like some part of it is from Baba Tahir, if I'm not mistaken. And some others are like local. I don't know. Satin, it's so yeah. interesting when you say that that song yeah. is inspired by your mom singing it when you were a yeah. kid. Because <laughs> when earlier in the interview, when you were saying your mom wasn't that enthusiastic about you going into music. And in fact suppressed her own talents to not go into music i was thinking about this i was thinking about <laughs> aziz june and 21 21 million views and and all of that and thinking how does she feel about this now well, i mean she's got she, to be proud of you you know these days from the moment that i left iran she was the happiest for me i mean she encouraged me the most her only problem was because i was living in iran back then uh she is one of my greatest fans yeah. The, when you talk about courage, mm. uh, the courage it gave you to put yourself out there. It's funny you should say that because to me you seem very comfortable as a performer. <laughs> and, and videos are a big part of what you do. Um, like your song Shab Shabbat from last year has this fun video of you dancing in it. 
you seem very comfortable on camera. Yeah. Are you? I am surprised. I surprised myself with that. I never knew I could be this comfortable in front of a camera or, you know, yeah, I guess I am. I don't know. So the courage isn't about performing. What, what, what is the courage part? What is the part that you're insecure about or that you were insecure about? Well, um, I'm always in over my head thinking about lots of stuff and being a woman. I can tell you that, you know, multitasking is one of the things that we always do. But uh, the most thing um, on the stage, if you mean, I'm thinking about many, many things. I mean, like I'm, I'm thinking about the musicians, whether the sound is good on the stage or in, in between the crowd. I'm thinking about my performance. I'm thinking about, uh, you know, uh, performing good. I mean, like getting out of tune or whatever. At the same time, I'm thinking about entertaining people. So I have to move from side to side. At the same time, I have to think about not, not you know, losing my breath because I'm walking mm -hmm. a lot from mm -hmm. some side to side. At the same time, I have to think about whether my, my you know, my dress is in the right place. Um, I don't know whether, I mean, I have to be careful not to fall down because mm -hmm. I'm wearing heels and many others. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but you're a Pisces. <laughs> you always have your head in the, cl in the clouds. Yes. <laughs> and you have a number of different that, outfits in the Istanbul shows. That has actually helped me a lot. How has that helped you? Because, um, I don't know if it's a Pisces thing or not, but I've always somehow had enough self-courage that I needed. Um, I mean, whenever I'm challenged, I go through the problem mm. face first. Yeah, well, you've done that. You've done that. I mean, it's yeah. a, um, what what does it mean to be a Radio Javon exclusive artist? I mm. I think that on the one hand, I can imagine there's lots of Iranian artists, especially who would dream to have that be in that position, to have that backing of Radio Javon. On the other hand, I think I, is it limiting at all? Do they does that mean that you there's things you can't do if you're the exclusive domain of Radio Javon? Not really. No, thank God we don't have any restriction in like doing stuff or like concerts and stuff. No, not at all. There are only like you know. Being an exclusive singer of a company, a music company, means that they have rights on your songs. Mm. I mean, like, uh, practically your song belongs to them. I mean, it's a part of, uh, for example, Radio Javan production. Right. It means that. It's basically like being signed to a major label. Yeah, exactly. Except they've also got a um, uh, radio, TV uh, element to what... Uh, well, but Radio, Radio Javon has that. They offer a lot of stuff to their exclusive singers. I mean, like uh, like free podcasts. Uh, I'm sorry, free broadcasts on the you know the the channel, the Radio Javon channel on the satellite, and uh, you know the the fact that they you know expand the level of like. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. They they, they broadcast your song. They and promote your video. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they promote you and fully. Distributed distribute around the world. Fully, the, yes, one hundred percent. I mean, in return, uh, you like make song for them. Do songs. so when you now, how I mean, how much uh, it, it, does is it is it like a major label where, uh, you know, if you were signed to Warner Brothers to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. It's great because you're signed to Warner Brothers because you get some cash and you know you've got a big promotion company behind you. But on the other hand, for a lot of artists, it'll be like you'll bring some songs and 
the some executive at Warner Brothers will say, eh, I don't know about this one. Maybe try this. We'd like you to sing this song. Is it like that? Well, um, it is like that. But, you know, then again, me and my agent, uh, which is one of the Radio Javon employers, um, we have uh, the same taste, the same, uh, you know, forward thinking. I've never had that problem of like, you know, representing a song and like facing a rejection. Mm. Thank God that has never happened. How, what, what do you feel like is, um, is your path from here? I mean, I know that we talked about the door of opportunity and you've got these shows coming up in Canada and the immediate, Yeah. but one of the things I was curious about is that you're, you love these English performers, you speak English perfectly, you're living in Canada. I mean, do you feel like you'll stay in Persian music or do you have a desire to also perform and sing in English? Well, that's a funny thing you mentioned. That's actually my big dream. Mm. Yeah, to enter the English community if it, it would ever be possible. Well, why wouldn't it be possible? Because, um, you know, again, maybe, you know, we need uh, to sign like a contract with... Uh, like a label or You're something. You're going to have a lot of competition, that's for sure. And Suddenly that, you're competing with the world. And yeah. the fact that I'm not 18 years old anymore, you know, I mean, like, I don't have that much time left. So, you know, the big dream, I think I should put a pin on it. But there, there could be, like, one or two things that we could do from now on. I don't know. I mean, fingers crossed. I wish for a day that the, the door of opportunity opens. But... If it does, um, I have big plans and big things in my head. And uh, I actually, you know, do a little bit of English songwriting as well. Not so great, but I'm still, you know, trying to learn. Um, that is the big dream. But uh, I, th I don't think I'm going to say goodbye to from the Persian community because I have too many too many fans no, and yes. it's cruel you wouldn't want to, to give them. it up no 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 yeah, yeah. it's but, cruel to them uh, maybe there's a way of doing both somehow yeah hopefully hopefully uh, yeah. and I, I hope you don't really think age is a factor because um, you look very young <laughs> thank you so I mean, much you're so when kind. you're not at Ikea I'm not at well, Ikea and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean Ikea you look Asian <laughs> without all the <laughs> I'm not myself I'm a boy <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's your story not mine uh, um, that happened once, <laughs> just once. Well, so you learned your lesson. <laughs> Full makeup next time Full you go makeup. furniture shopping. Yeah. Uh, a final question to you. I mean, um, because I know that you have a big audience inside yeah. Iran. And even some of the people listening to us right now, uh, a big portion of our audience are inside Iran. Um, you know, you said earlier, I hope one day while I'm, I'm you know, alive or around, there'll be change in Iran. I think a lot of people were hoping it'll come a lot sooner than that, especially yeah. throughout the fall. How, how how do you feel about the prospects of change in Iran? And were it to happen sooner rather than later, do you see yourself returning there? I mean, um, being a Pisces, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, a couple of months ago, we were seriously like saying, uh, I mean, like goofing around, but saying that what if, you know, what if next year this time I'm like having all around Iran uh, tour and the thought of that both made me happy and a little bit overwhelmed because yeah. uh, I have a fear of returning 
I mean, um, I didn't have a good time back there. I mean, that was, I'm so, I'm so heartbroken to admit that my home country was the land that destroyed all my dreams, you know? That is not an easy thing to admit, but it's the truth, you know? Um, but I guess this time would be different if and when I ever go back. But um, I'm, I'm hoping, I mean, I'm, I'm, I can only hope that this truly happens because um, revolution needs a big force and it doesn't come up easily. I mean, there are too many people. I mean, our, our country smells like blood, you know? I mean, too many people have died. Too many people have been killed. And when you think about it, whether or not it's worth it, I don't know. I mean, I hope it will happen, but without any more blood mm. being spilled. It's uh, it's really a, a great pleasure to get to to the have you here in the studio. Mine. The pleasure is mine. And to do this, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you, you so much because I, I for for some minutes I forgot that I was like being interviewed and <sighs> thought that I was like speaking to a good friend of mine. So thank you so much for being great, for being you, and for your great show. That's the nicest thing you could say. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you for your candor for opening up. Now please go write some sad songs. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> go be, I actually have go one. Go be extremely sad. <laughs> I so you're happy. Have one. <laughs> I actually have one that I'm working on it, so hopefully, its name is Alude. So whenever it gets published, you know, you know which one it is. Thank you, Satin John. <laughs> uh, again, if you're listening to us in Toronto or in Ottawa or in Montreal, within the next few weeks, uh, you can see Satin perform live, and we'll put links to her performances and to her site uh, from ours. Just check it wherever you're listening to us on right now. Just go down to the description. You'll find it there. Thanks again. Thank you so much. little bit of the song Shab Bekher from Satin and her 2022 album Harmony. This is full time for Rook for today. Our website, rookmedia.com. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together. Talented Anihita, Super Patty Saw, Smart Pegout, Savvy Roham, Achaimertad, and Bearded Omid. Thank you to all of you out there for supporting us and sharing our content. Please subscribe if you've not done so already. You can find me on Instagram at giangomeshi. Mizun Bashin. Shabbat Shalom.
شب دون شب خیر من به خودی کشتمت بده 